0: Action. Action. Hola, Welcome back to another episode of um, Let's Be a Podcast. Well, this is unfamiliar territory, you know. Last year when I was doing this, especially months like September used to be uh, very uncertain. Very, This is very uncharacteristic of Madrid to be in... I I don't I can't really say this is third gear, but at least second gear because, um, and along with the tradition of following our club and watching the games, one thing that I that have always bugged me was the fact that we never really started seasons, uh, on the right note. By the by the right note, I mean with the right intensity. Um, only by February and. By February, I mean the knockout stages where we actually set uh, into some sort of a rhythm. But this season and somewhat last season has been uh, exceptions and it's all down to Carlo. Nine out of nine wins. First time it's been done in over 60 years. That's like at least two or three generations, you know. Come, Come on! on. Where's, Where's the energy to live? Come on! And, and yeah, it's like, yeah, a okay, game. okay. Yeah, yeah please, energy is please coming. continue. This is the intro. This is the intro. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, um, how are you doing, Yadu? How did you feel about the game? A, a very tight, tight uh, uh, very tense game. game. Uh, um, I, I just felt that, that the players were constantly, constantly under uh, threat, to, uh, to be honest.
1: Um... Intense. intense,
0: hostile, right? very, 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 hostile, very hostile, hostile
1: environment. environment. Uh, um, but, but it was to be expected going into, going into the game. The game. Uh, uh, it, it delivered up to its promises. promises. Uh, uh, we saw, saw a couple of dances. dances, so, so all in all, pretty, pretty happy, happy with the outcome. outcome. Um, um and, and about, about the game, game I, don't I don't know, uh, some, some mistakes, some concerns. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's nine of nine out of nine wins. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. I take, I take it, it that we'll get into, into the, the details DK's
0: right now. now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, before the the prelude to the game was, you know, um, by by design, um, filled with controversy, you know, mm-hmm. LWs usually have an air of controversy to them, even for a ball is kicked. You could argue that Derbies um, are much more controversial than Barcelona where there's an <clears throat> uh, ambiguous respect between the both clubs. You, you necessarily can't point a finger and say how much, but there's some sort of respect. But with Atleti, especially in, in the recent years and on the back of the uh, the transfer aggression between the both clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that being reopened, was always going to be a bit so, and Vinicius celebrating would cause problems. with what Koke said. Like I mean, the statements it. themselves were pretty loaded, mm. and we discussed that I mean, last time. Yeah, well, Coke's interview <coughs> might be blown um, out of proportion a bit mm-hmm. because it can be inter- like interpreted multiple multiple ways, um, but. Tough stuff like what the Chiranguito guy said was completely out of line so it was brimming. You could see uh, everybody was emotional especially especially Winnie like you mentioned before we came on You know, um, it was expected that he would be uh, super agitated by whatever was going on. Um, but I was quite uh, surprised how the athletic um, hierarchy played it down like uh, their president basically said, you know, like, if he scoring a goal, it's up to him how he celebrates. Like, uh, even I want to learn samba. That's that's what he said. So, you know, some sort of affection was kind of shown from the Athletic Faithful. But mm-hmm. the crowd was anything but affectionate. Even before uh, the team went into the dressing room. So, apparently, I, I heard on, on the TV in the pre-match that when the best was actually... Coming into the stadium, there were already chants of you know Vinicius Junior, you're a monkey. I mean, this is twenty twenty-two, racism has been going on for centuries. It has been brought to light these past few years, but nothing nothing changes. There's video evidence, you can actually see people who are on television and, and basically ban them for life. Um Absolutely. You yeah, action should be taken. This is not something that should you be can... taken. You can you
1: can take take as it a, as a joke no.
0: above, it is above the low the people who actually do it are above the low um they call themselves ultras i don't know you know if if this is a tough front for their very feeble minds um this is unacceptable like we all know but i'm pretty sure it'll be still prevalent even in the generations of um uh, of the coming years you know like is never going to go away. This is something that is um <clears throat> like in, like imprinted into the society um so it's never going to go away. But leaving all that like the the abuse continued onto the pitch whenever Vinny was on the ball he was booed pretty pretty harshly but um, it's expected it's Wanda metropolitano it's athletic way there was there was also
1: the case After the first goal from Rodrigo and Rodrigo and Vinicius had the daily celebration, the daily dance, the game actually had to be paused for 30 seconds to a minute because of all the, well, craziness happening in the stands. And that's, again, this is not acceptable behavior from from a team that plays the UCL, from a team that's risen from... Well, nothing I mean, into what they are right now. It's a uh, uh, disgraceful behavior, to be honest.
0: Athleti, Athletic never came off, or they never wanted to. The, be the good guys never yeah, voted.
1: they never wanted to be the good guys, and yeah, I mean, yeah. you can see it right now, I guess.
0: Mm. Um. But he, the other point that you brought up, that um. Uh, there was there was a couple of minutes of break in between the celebration and back to kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. I read the reason was because uh, it, I couldn't hear it over the commentary because it was pretty fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the announcer was basically saying, you know, stop throwing objects mm-hmm. on the pitch otherwise the game has to be suspended. So, yeah. It was, it was I mean, it's that. it's it's pretty evident from from watching
1: back the clips from the replays that they were cigarette lighters and bottles yeah. being thrown to the celebrating players. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we talk about, if we continue to talk about this, I feel like we'll go in circles and circles. But yeah, yeah the fans just, uh
0: yeah, horrible from them. <laughs> I mean, it- it's expected. Uh, the backdrop was always, always gonna, uh, you know, uh, provide stuff like what happened today. I mean, there were there were scuffles from like minute minute three or four, so it was heated from the get go. Atleti started better; they had the better chances, especially the first fifteen minutes. I thought they looked on top. Um, mm-hmm. They carved us open on a couple of occasions. Carrasco went through on goal hit the side netting, um, Felipe had a good chance with the glancing had a um and if one of those I mean also a Felix shot which was blocked by Cruz. Um if one of those goes in the yeah, like do do you think like we all know it the match would have had a different complexion than Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I mean their tactic from the get go, even from having Griezmann on the pitch from Minute one, which was a big surprise to all the way to the end, um, it was yes, to score an early goal. It, mm. it was mm. an, It was to get an early goal and possibly to lock mm. the whole game down so that nothing mm. else happens, you know. Uh, we got lucky on a couple of occasions. Big props to the players, the back line and, of course, Cotua. Uh, as usual, I would say at this point, the Belgian wall came out strong in the first half. Um, and yeah the game would be, I mean we would have seen a completely different game if one of those chances did really end up. I mean there were mm-hmm. a lot of corners, there were a lot of attacking runs um, mm-hmm. but then I felt kind of safe knowing that this is something that we've overcome before. We've, mm-hmm. yep. we've sat back before, absorbed the pressure and knowing mm-hmm. that gave me a peace of mind to look forward to you know whatever, mm-hmm. whatever was coming our way.
0: Mendy, Mendy looked uh, especially shaky. In um, mm-hmm. and, and the first half, there, there were a few instances where he was very, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, um, lack, <clears throat> very unsure of where to pass the ball mm-hmm. and kind of lost his way, especially on the attacking part of the pitch. Um, he ran out of ideas. Maybe it was because they were defending in a flat flat uh, flat 5 athletic mm-hmm. but um, he redeemed himself like most of the guys who go through a rough battle um in our team mm-hmm. they redeemed themselves which is a, which is a good sign he also was the guy who was uh, the culprit on losing his marker for the felipe header earlier. yeah yeah um so mendi a bit, a bit shaky
1: see... a bit shaky for Mendy. I, i agree but then he I guess he had a really, really uh, energetic game. What with all the attacks coming his way. uh, Maybe he ran out of energy, which saw a substitution in the second half. Carlo noticed it much before the fans did and took him off for Rudiger, which was an instant improvement. Um, And yeah, Mendy, uh, maybe for the next game, he has something that has to be looked at. You know, Mm. it's true. It's a good point.
0: Mendy rarely has defensive Lapses, you know, but mm-hmm. this, this this occasion, Adabi, it brings in stuff. It brings stuff in people that you don't expect. So, I'm pretty sure that you know Mendy wouldn't wouldn't have um, any difficulty going back to his old self. Yeah, but sure. I mean he's, he's been consistent though. He's he's been
1: consistent. consistent. Yeah, he's been consistent throughout the season. These. One of the, one of our most consistent players. Yeah, dominant throughout. So yeah. Maybe it's the pressure, maybe it's the atmosphere of the Guando Metropolitano, Whatever yeah. brought on, uh, a couple of lapses, a couple of missed passes, um, a couple of defensive errors, let's say. And we leave it at mm. that and hope yeah. that he gets back to his usual pace and form. True.
0: Mm. Um, walk me through the first goal, Yadu. You know, Valverde, again, mm. um, has... His lung busting run. There was this interesting point that the commentator put up um mm-hmm. while I was watching. So he was saying ideally where do you start well, buddy, we have had this debate a lot. I mean in specific games it is it is to kinda of help us help us and Carvajal still have a you know solid career um on the right hand side, <laughs> side is both both ends of the pitch. Yeah. Basically. But then the commentator was arguing so if you start him up top, um, basically as a right winger, you kind of lose those uh, line-breaking runs that he makes from very deep, mm-hmm. which completely takes the opposition by surprise, and they don't get enough time to react to this guy's incisive runs. Um, do you like that? Was very evident. That goal was basically an assist set up by Valverde because he kind of wriggled past like five players um, and basically started the attack. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you mean his pass
1: to Chaumeni, who then passed to Rotorio to get the first goal or the second run from
0: the… For the
1: first goal. For the first goal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he
0: he was the one who actually broke the press. Um, I mean, we have Valverde to O for both goals. So, then I was just clearing that up. And yeah, Mm.
1: I guess the question of where to start him… At this point, he's a fluid enough player to get into. I mean, he was all over the pitch, uh, which he was is all over the pitch essentially he was a good thing. Up.
0: Yeah, which is essentially a good
1: thing because he's a he's a specialist when it comes to those positions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets into right those positions on the right side, which are very conducive to creative play, and you can see why players like Modric uh, basically want him close to them, just to unlock the defences where it's complete, where it completely lock, locks our team down. Um, yeah. the, the question, I mean, rather more than the position, it should be where does he end up in those idle moments where there's a kickoff, I mean, where there's a goal kick from the goalkeeper yeah. and, I mean, he finds his pace and he finds the time to get back to those those positions where it suits him best which is the right wing again. Uh, I mean, I found him there yeah. in, the, in the idle moments, but during the through, I mean, during the flow of play, he was everywhere. Yeah. He was at, in the midfield, overloading the midfield so that Atletico doesn't control it as much as yeah. they want to. Uh, he's also there as a defensive cover for Cavajal, as you said, which is also plus points to, uh, to Valverde. I, I actually expected Valverde to be man of the match, uh, yeah. but then again, it went to... Rodrigo, um, Rodrigo, instead, which is which, I can't say is not undeserving. But Rodrigo was special today.
0: Mm. Well, you, you saw the neat exchange. How how simple, right? Like how that's 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 the thing. We always kind of bring this up time and time again. He himself does simple stuff. Also encourages the people around him to do the basics. Mm-hmm. If you nail the basics, right, stuff like this happen. I mean, when you watch it. The weight of the ball, um how basically Rodrigo tells him, you know what, I'm going to just lay it off to you and make this run in behind. You just need to find me somehow. I mean, on other days, Felipe gets to it and Rodrigo never gets the ball clear off the, off the back line. But tonight, it fell his way. And boy, was it satisfying. Chouameni's passing range has already impressed... Absolutely amazing. If he doesn't start for
1: France, it's a crime at this point. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, before we move on though, I just need to look at the comments real quick. Uh, we have Urim James in, uh, in the comments saying, I really thought Valverde should have played in Vinicius with the through ball instead of taking it wide. Anyway, it was a goal. Still happy that the goal came, uh, although maybe it wasn't the expected passing sequence that yeah. uh, that the fans thought they'd see. Thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, they think that there.
0: Basically, Valverde, he essentially knows what to do. I mean, there was a running joke that, you know, he has these one-on-ones with uh, Don Carlo. And basically, <laughs> he asks Carlo sometimes, you know, uh, Mr. Like, you always uh, play me out of my natural position, you know. Sometimes I have to stick in a right-back, you know, all over the place. So, he basically asks Nista, you know, what is my position and He tells him it's it's a pitch. So, he doesn't even define um, a position <laughs> for that. Okay. So, you can imagine. He knows. He knows. He knows what to do. He knows what to do.
1: It could also be just the natural fact that Valverde had just completed an amazing run where he had to do way too much for just one player. And uh, he mm. saw the easy pass to Chamini, who had the beautiful vision to play the through ball, to play the overhead mm. lock ball, which then mm. found Rodrigo to set up a beautiful finish. Rodrigo, you
0: see right, how, uh, how lethal he can be in front of mm-hmm. goal. I mean, oh, absolutely.
1: He's just continuing his uh, vapours from the UCL campaign, mm. seeing beautiful goals week in and week out. It's, three starts, three goals, right, for Rodrigo? Three starts, three goals in La Liga. What a stat, man. Completely, yeah. completely happy.
0: Long way to go, long way to go, long, long way to go. So, I'm not going to gas him up too much. I want him to do well more than anybody, you know, ever. Because he's my guy. I've, I've mentioned it multiple times. And I still think if he just keeps his head down, keeps working, you know, doing his thing, uh, like, this will continue, you know. And he'll keep scoring important goals. These are no goals... That you come in as a sub and mm-hmm. and score in a lost cause or a, or in a game that is that is a dead rubber in which we are winning like five nil. This is a way, a way that opening goal, you know, sets the tempo, gives us breathing room, you know, uh, gives us a platform to build upon. So this guy is really coming in clutch. Remember how scared we used to be when Benzema was missing some nights yeah i mean some matches you know but
1: mm-hmm.
0: these guys are constantly proving that you know even without benzema they they have they have that uh, those special minerals to actually pull this team across we are not playing the most blistering football you know you could see this is this is not fantasy stuff like you could <laughs> argue is much more free flowing much more um you know uh, impressive stuff than than we do. But I don't know strong. these
1: days. I don't know because tonight especially I saw the the, the triangles that our players made with, with those pinging mm-hmm. passes with the short passes played in a triangle a moving triangle yeah. that just moved all the way from the back line all the way up to the front um, mm-hmm. which uh, ends usually in a lot of free-flowing football. The only question to that style of football um, was the excessive? Let's. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to say excessive. Was the normal amount of expected fouls that uh, that we draw in always at Vanda mm-hmm. Metropolitano? As I said in the group chat before the game began, I predicted that we would see at least five yellow cards. Surprise, surprise! Mm-hmm.
0: It was five yellow cards and uh, red. So yeah, but before before we get uh, to the red that mm-hmm. was given to her motto. The man, the Mandava tackle, you know, the Renialdo Mandava tackle on on yeah. Rodrigo and the first half should have been a red right? like, a clay, like it's a clear, clear, straight red because he is going in for the ball. I mean I I hope that is his intention, but mm-hmm. the studs are up. He's basically kicking in studs up um on his thighs. I'm I was I was so fucking relieved that it wasn't anything serious, you know, because um, they only have one intention. They look pissed. They wanted to kick anybody they saw. So, um, I'm just not sure how VAR can, you know, like, blindfold themselves and Mm -hmm. basically just let these things go. Like, when do you think, Yadu, these guys would be held accountable? You know, this is this is the umpteenth time we have been discussing about referees in Spain. Yeah. So about
1: the whole thing, I've seen arguments for and against it. Uh, the yeah. four obviously coming from Real Madrid fans who are adamant that the spikes are up, that the studs are up, and uh, I see it as well. But looking back at it, I mean, looking back at it, not from the moment of passion, but right now, looking back at it, uh, maybe just received a year, maybe just. Uh, deserved a yellow, but the inconsistencies didn't just stop there. The the yellow that Ferran Mendy got uh, was completely undeserved. It was so unfair. The challenge. Yeah, yeah, he he got the ball right. He did. He completely got the ball. There wasn't a question of uh, anything unfair played there. The only the only um, the only issue that maybe the ref saw was the aggression being displayed. But then I would argue, if the aggression is the case, why didn't athlete Get a red for the first tackle for the first foul. It's uh, again VAR uh, still in its infant stages. It's uh, I don't know how much longer we can keep saying this, but it's shit. It is
0: shit. <laughs> uh, can't can't agree with it anymore. You know, unfortunately. Um, yeah,
1: and but- uh, we have we we have Uriji just uh, chiming in with just one last end note for that the red card was fairly symbolic of what uh, atletico madrid under cholo is imprisoned by their own insecurities and ill temperament agreed on the yellow on mendy it was stupid thank you re for for uh, wrapping up our sentiments that that was actually well, very well put thank you well, yeah.
0: that was very well very well said you know mm-hmm. they are basically suffering for whatever they you know try to Whatever dark arts they try to pull upon people, it just comes back on them. You know, yeah. that's karma. It it it, it just it just keeps coming. But um, yeah, like after after I remember after the Rodrigo goal, um, that connection from the Chelsea game last year, mm-hmm. it almost happened. The uh, the Modric outside the football to Rodrigo, you know, it had almost happened. He was he was through on goal, but um, I think. Was it Felipe who made a last challenge, or Witzel? I I don't remember, but you know stuff like that. You know these guys. These guys know it. I mean, the commentators are mentioning like all these guys are young kids, but they have that sort of bite, fucking mentality, man. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You see the vision. You see you see the goal being formed. You see it from the players' eyes. You you see it from their movement. They sense a goal coming, and they're in the position. Absolutely phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal stuff from that. Second
0: goal, second goal. Well, then didn't take much longer either,
1: you know. I um, completely thought either Vinny should uh, pass it or that he should mm-hmm. score it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost jumped up thinking that it was a goal ready to dance with Vinny. Uh, it was a bitter surprise to see it bounce off of the, uh, of the, woodwork, so. of the woodwork and uh, yeah, but luckily who else is there to save the day but one Time and time again. Uh, scored an absolute banger. Nobody had any chance to stop it. A rocket of a goal. Oh, I'm happy, yeah? I'm happy with that goal, as you can say. <laughs> the
0: banger you were talking about was from last week, right? Not this goal, I hope.
1: I mean, even this one. Did you see the force on that? It's just a rebound goal. He didn't have to hit it that I hard. It
0: a, it's on the banger, back. I, I can't... I can't agree with you that this is a banger, but very efficient. He was in the right place, right time. You know, plotted it in. Uh, last three games, three goals. We were all on Valverde's case. You know, like he brings so much to the team, but goals. Now he is clearly stepping it up. There and was a there was a there was,
1: there was a point from the press conference. Uh, sorry to cut in. There was a but this has to be added here. There was a point from uh, from the press conference. Where uh, the the coaching staff were asked, what what do they expect from from Valverde more than mm. what whatever he's doing right now? And basically, Carlo just answered that we need him to keep doing what he's doing, and we're expecting yeah. at least ten goals.
0: So uh,
1: looks yeah, like a on his way.
0: Pretty... He basically said, like uh, you know, if he doesn't score ten goals, I'm gonna tear up my coaching license. <laughs> that, that yep. just uh, puts everything into perspective that how much they rate him. Mm-hmm. And you could see, you know, um, Valverde and all these players, even Chua you know, these guys have something about them. I can't put my finger on it. Like, I've seen a lot of Real Madrid teams. I've watched a lot of football in my lifetime. But you could see when some people are aware of what they're capable of. Most of the time at this level, it's not a question about talent because you don't make it to this level if you don't have talent, right? So it's mostly about believing in yourself and kind of realizing how much you're capable of. And every single one of them, they look like they know what they're capable of, you know. Choameni has been here for less than two months, right? Less than two months. I wouldn't believe it. I
1: couldn't believe the stat that he's been there. Uh, only this much time. He's playing like he he fits into the system. He's mm. already he already believes the Real Madrid train of thought. Whatever mm. is going on inside the player's heads, he's well aware of it. He's tapped into the talent, the natural mm. talent that he has. He's seeing stuff that uh, yeah that most of us don't even see. Beautiful, beautiful example too, today.
0: Germany, is a natural ball winner. You know. Um, I could say he is a very natural ball-playing defensive midfielder, like like in the veins of a Rodri. You know, Casemiro could play brilliant passes, could pick out people um, efficiently. But I don't think uh, he did possess Chermaine's ball-carrying abilities. You know, so this guy uh, is another layer of dimension. To whatever Casemiro was impressive at, still long way to go. Still long way to go. He'll be. Yeah, hungry. that's
1: that's what that's what. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know if I can rate him ahead of Casemiro just yet, based on no, just. No,
0: uh, no, yeah. but you know, you you gotta um, give him his fair dues. For someone who's young, you know, who's uh, who's playing his first season in Spain, um, a weight atleti You know, like you could see, you could see. They, they. I still remember, you know. People, people like Mourinho. Even when Modric was here, when Mm -hmm. Modric was here, although it was a case of Ozil and Di Maria kind of picking up any pair midfield um, positions, I remember Mourinho very seldom trust Modric into the starting lineup. You know, he was he was twenty seven at the time. Uh, had ample experience in multiple leagues, you know, played for Tottenham um, at the very highest level. But you could see Mo- he's coming from Monaco. He's so young, but still these guys, him, you know, so there should be a reason for it. They, they must see stuff that we don't see, you know. Um, but then, yeah, second goal happened. Everybody's happy. Everybody's done dancing. We go in at the halftime, 2-0, uh, fairly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking livid, you know, inside inside the Wanda. Uh, mm-hmm. Expectedly, so um, we come back and basically take the foot of the gas, which be wild, doesn't he? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We have this we have this belief that we might see the game across, and Athleti has to eventually, you know, come out of their low blocks and kind of uh, take the game to us, so we might find eventually bases to attack them. But it almost backfired, you know. It did. Like, yeah. I, I remember. The, yeah. Go on, it, it did. I mean, uh, from
1: the first half, the, the lessons that we carried or the lessons that we should have carried into the second half yeah. is to hit yeah. them on the brakes or to uh, exploit whatever small mistakes they make. But in the second half, we were sitting deeper. We were playing a safe version of football, not even cleaning up some of the errors that they made some of the long passes that had potential to we could cut across some of them make some runs mm-hmm. get some more goals just for safety you know 2-0 is always the most dangerous lead in football yeah. it's it's been said yeah. time and time again and we saw an example another yet another example of that today
0: absolutely um this 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 is this is the approach that kind of Worries me, you know. I'm sure it is down to personnel, and he doesn't want to overwork his midfield at times. Uh, but it's it's a dangerous game, you know. At least um, it is not easy to watch, especially you know um, how Atleti scored again. Another set piece which we will deal with, you know, well enough. Uncharacteristic error by Thibaut who completely mispunches the ball and. The guy, Hermoso, even did, didn't even know what part of his body uh, basically led to the goal. Like, it was, was his so shoulder, uncooled. wasn't it? it? It was his yeah, shoulder, it was and it cool.
1: seemed so much like a miss hit, even he was very surprised. Mm-hmm. So, with the rest of us, it was, uh, yeah, he rushed He rushed out uh, pretty uncharacteristically. But then it also raises the question of if Thibaut Couture is, I mean, he's the world's best. Goalkeeper. At the moment, I'll say it. I'll say it because it's true. But uh, in the in the in the dying embers of the game, around the 93rd minute, there was a crazy Alvaro Morata run, which almost ended in another mistake from Guga. Mm-hmm. Him just uh, taking the ball in, doing a spin just to get rid of the ball. If it had been a split second late, it would have ended at the back of our own net from an from a Morata.
0: Uh, but but it shows yeah. you how much how much he's confident with his feet you know is that day. a and good then, thing though because it gives me a heart not a good thing, so good thing. as long as it comes off nobody nobody f- nobody's freaking out right the like, moment remember, it does, does, does though something. the moment it does the moment yeah, it when does when you watching game, you're fucking cussing him like i get it you're cussing you're cussing people. Yeah. but uh like i don't know in hindsight, it feels like, you know, this is intimidation tactics. Remember, he did the same thing to Mason Mount in, in the chapter. Yeah, that was a disgrace. <laughs> Poor Mount, man. That was, that was even more effortless than it tonight. Is. But I, I get the concern. Mm-hmm. I get the concern. But this sends a message, you know, this sends a message. Because because regardless of what we think, what he thinks, what anybody thinks, people go through all these clips, you know, after a game is done, the next mm-hmm. opponent is going to be watching and telling you know what? Uh, like, press him, but at your own risk. You know, <laughs> pull off, stuff like that. So. He can end your career, yeah. true. Mason Mount has, hasn't has been the same since.
1: Mm. <laughs> just just saying. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, is it a point of concern? I don't know yet, but it's something that is... Today's game uh, brought out maybe perhaps some of the things that we were kind of uh, ignoring for some time because it's mm-hmm. the Wakoda and he'll pull out the game at the end. And uh, yeah, before we move on so I'll just uh, uh, say hi to a couple of people who joined the live chat. And if you're an audio listener, feel free, or if you're watching this clip later, feel free to join our lives whenever we're doing a live uh, post-match or even pre-match discussions. So yeah, first off, uh, S. Matthew, as always, he's here again. He, she, them—I don't know. As Matthew says, Hello, Madrid," and uh, welcome back, As Matthew. Uh, Rahul uh, from our <laughs> Rahul, who's the uh, Atlético Madrid fan from our pre-pre game uh, discussion, is here again. He's saying Atletico, I don't know if, if he means uh, pride in defeat, as uh, <laughs> one of our other I will say. But uh, welcome back, Rahul. I uh, hope you enjoyed the game, and uh, like I predicted, we came out through you know, winning as always, Hala uh, Madrid. Uh, yeah, please go on.
0: Commiserations. commiserations, Rahul, commiserations. Um, Atleti, Atleti gave it a go. They, they gave it a go, at least in the second half, see Mioni kind of tweaked stuff a bit, bought on Korea, um, <clears throat> bought on, uh, pulled off DePaul, who, you know, a <laughs> couple of things I need to get in before uh, we move on, you know rodrigo DePaul and coke especially in the first half, was kind of trying to intimidate our boys you know a lot um, yeah. yeah yeah a lot so th- this is this is this is the fastest evolution you go from tough guy to a bitch you know you can't metamorph <laughs> you, you can't metamorph any quicker it was I, I remember there was an instance you know DePaul was kind of you know shoving was it Milletau or someone? And then he got he got manhandled, I don't know. A few moments later, by was it Alaba? Was it Chouameni? I mean, these guys always chat shit. You know, you can chat shit as long as you can back it up. Exactly. The moment, be- the, the moment,
1: the uh, moment, the moment. One of our players just walked on and faced him. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's running back to the referee saying, "Okay, card him." I mean, you're doing mm-hmm. the same, bro. What, what are you talking about? You know, as uh, as, the, as the saying goes, chat
0: shit, get back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But that's, that's one of the few reasons why um, when I was growing up, like even though they were our bitter rivals, I, I kind of respected them for what they did because, you know, the underdog story is, 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 is very... Uh, it's a compelling storyline. Yeah.
1: It's
0: yeah, a very compelling storyline. Um, so now they have kind of lost their edge. Uh, all these grown-ass men, you know, appearing to be tough but not being really tough, you know. Yeah. It it kind of goes against the athletic way. That's why they are in this sort of uh, personality disorder kind of thing where they can't really associate with the really, really great Simeone teams in the past. They're trying to replicate something that is no longer there, you know. Um, but no, yes, yeah, Simeone gave a... They only gave it a go in the second half. Bought on some changes, you know. Korea was bought on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, props to them for uh, keeping us
1: yeah. on our toes. It was it was a tense mm-hmm. game. Uh, all things considered, yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree with what you what what you said because it's it's mm-hmm. not the same same Atletico uh, same Atletico Madrid that we saw in the other seasons, which also reflects in their La Liga form, uh, which mm-hmm. which. Uh, coincidentally, continues to drop.
0: Yeah, it was four four wins, a draw, and uh, two losses in all comps. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's three losses now in all competitions. And uh, I mean, it's not the worst start, but uh, they they are not where they want to be, especially in Spain. And they just came back from Germany, you know, getting thumped two um against Leverkusen, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I think this pretty much sums up. Sums it up, man. Nine out of nine wins. Couldn't ask for more. Uh, international break. So many of our players are basically going away. We just hope uh, you know they come back in one shape. Um, but you could see. Wait, wait, wait. Before we wrap it up, I need to. I need to say this right. This, yeah. this, this might sound like I'm antagonizing stuff, but in my opinion, I need to hear from you as well. You know. In yeah. my opinion, Vinny used to kind of tone down the play-acting. When Farooq said it the other day, I was kind of standing up for Vinny, telling him that no, I don't think it's on the level of Neymar. Vinny is much more self-aware. I don't think he's that dumb. But there were flashes of that dumbness, the same dumbness that people like Neymar promote. It was, it was in full flow. You can dive, you can roll on the floor, but you've got to pick your moments. Right? Everybody fucking dives. There's no fucking saints in this world, neither in this game, right? Everybody wants to win. They'll squeeze every fucking loophole out of the rule book to actually get their team to win. Mm-hmm. So but when it crosses the line, it becomes unacceptable. And tonight, a couple of instances going down, holding your face, rolling on the floor, top it. What goes around football is a game where everybody talks to everybody. These will go out to refs who are gonna, you know, ref you in 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 the in, in the subsequent games, and they'll know that you know you have a reputation of diving. So for legitimate chances, you wouldn't expect the decisions to necessarily go your way, even when you were on the right side. Mm-hmm. So don't cry wolf unless you have to. You know, that's just my. opinion. What do you think? I I actually saw this in the group chat
1: uh, because it was a, there was a talk about simulation, but mm. here I would still defend Vinny just for this game though. I do hope that it's not a trend, but on the on the plus side, on thinking about the game from his perspective, he came into the game with mm. high emotions. He has been playing the game throughout with those high emotions it yeah, it is to exactly. be expected that if he can get a player sent off or if he is he felt that he had been manhandled uh, yeah. why not go to the ground i mean why not mm-hmm. because they are antagonizing him as much as they could uh, they they are expecting to get a race out of him because he is so emotionally mm-hmm. charged and uh, yeah. i would rather that he goes down and try to get the other player a yellow card instead of uh, mm-hmm. having Zidane-Matterazi moment and head-butting
0: did, and I headbutting, did, and head-butting did, somebody else. In my opinion, there's a way to do it. W- once it becomes very soft, very, very soft, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of bugs you because Atleti, in, in the stadium, it's a different thing. But as far as I know, you know, stuff that I've read from our Atleti on Twitter, their own fans hate their own players because of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So... As long as it's going good, your fans will be on your side. When stuff isn't so good, people will call you out, you know, uh, for stuff like this. So, just do it only to the amount you need it. Like, the better we stay away from confrontation, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the easier it'll be for Winnie. Because this is just a small blip in a huge season that he needs to properly step up and kind yeah. kind of take the Benzema role of last season. Mm-hmm. Trust me, that kind of onus is on Vinicius and Rodrigo. More yeah. on Vinicius, of course, and a bit of it on Rodrigo and Valverde to help us this season. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm, I, I'll be happy if I'm proven wrong. But in my gut feeling says that Benzema can't, won't be able to replicate the form of last season, this season. Yeah. um so these guys need to be you know stepping it up but the only yeah. thing the, the only thing that
1: i would at least add to that is that vinicius is aware that he has a lot of eyes on him at this point mm-hmm. uh, not just from his form but the news cycle that has been going on for the last 48 hours mm-hmm. and uh, i'm pretty sure that carlo will be having a word with him about all of this if he feels like this is too much of an issue and uh, it's then up to his ego to tune it down, uh, do with it what he
0: also there was there should. was a very interesting very interesting to a very interesting question that was asked to Carlo in the pre-match presser. Mm-hmm. So all this dancing thing was going on. So the journalist was asking Carlo basically. So what advice would you give Vinny? To which Carlo said, uh, "I'm not his father or his brother," you know. He knows how to handle this, to which some people took offense. They basically said that Carlo shouldn't be saying stuff like that. But I I guess that is the way to deal with it. You know, that is the way to deal with it. Like, I'm pretty sure Carlo and everybody inside the dressing room will be having words about all these uh, unnecessary drama, you know, sort of surrounding the game right now. Um, You know, like, he, he was just. Like what is he supposed to say? Like in my opinion, at least. Like what is he supposed to say? Like is he gonna say, well, um, I was giving him advice, you know, like maybe don't read uh, tweets or you know look out for what people, other people uh, are you know like, talking about. It's it's basically redundant, but people people get pissed, you know, when they hear st- such statements. You, you gotta be you gotta be real with the people, you know. Who are who are ac- actually asking you questions? You can't just be saying stuff for the sake of it. I like Carlos' honesty. You know, like he he could just he could just feed media the narrative. You know, I'm I'm being this father figure, but but he was he was real. You know, but some people mistake it for arrogance or or uh, you know uh, lack of care. You could say you know stuff like that baffles me. Baffles me. Any thoughts about that, you know?
1: Well, it's a question of uh, what goes behind the dressing room, which is not available to to the general media. Which should be the case. We know we have player role models such as uh, Modric himself, who came out last season saying that he's guiding younger players, being their papa in the dressing room. Uh, and it's up to players like players who we look up to, and players who these players also look up to. Too. Have a word with players like this. Uh, I mean, have a word with Rodrigo and Vinicius about all the on-pitch behavior and off-the-pitch behavior. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm confident that they'll come through, as they have with all the other younger players who have passed through our system.
0: Fair enough. Good stuff. Um, I completely agree with it. You know, um, I'm pretty sure the elder statesmen. Of the dressing room would have would have told them you know you do what you want as, as long as you know we score a goal we'll celebrate it however we want to you know I mean which was which was very evident in in, in both celebrations but um, yeah that but that pretty much sums it up uh, this this was much needed you know this was mm-hmm. a change in script, I could say. Uh, we were discussing, you were discussing you were you wanted to bring it up, you know, the battle of second half SM. second half teams, which uh, turned out to be a battle of first half teams. So pretty really happy with that. Turning into a first half team, yeah, one of the most hostile places for especially for us to go go to, you know, deserves even more credit. Could have been better, you know. I see, I think I jinxed it because I was watching with my friend mm-hmm. and I was telling him, you know, Pibo hasn't had a clean sheet. The season, and boom, they score that, a goal. The, that's the first thing I thought
1: when they scored RIP clean sheets. So, you know,
0: yeah. it is what it is.
1: And yeah. Um, Week
0: weekend doesn't offer clean sheets. That is the current script, you know. Yeah. Weekends doesn't offer clean sheets. But weekdays, midweek games, Champions <laughs> Leagues, we somehow, you know, keep the ball out of the net. Um,
1: Fair enough, Sinead. That actually yeah. wraps up the whole
0: segment for us. What? One 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 last thing, one last thing. So, this is how the record reads, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, people wonder why they, they are so childish and petulant, right? The Athletic fans. Well, yeah. this is the reason why, people. Oh. all-time record against Athletic for us mm-hmm. in La Liga is 91 wins, 40 draws and 40 losses. So, they have just won 40 times. This was supposed to be one of their golden hours, you know. Even then, it looks for grim reading. No wonder they're seething inside, you know, no wonder they have this inferiority complex, you know, Um, but this is my only advice, unless and until you grow out of it, you would forever be in the shadow of Los Blancos. The
1: greatest team in the world. That's it. Um, And we'll end it there. Thank you to all the people in the live chat. The live chat is popping off and uh thank you for being here first off hope you enjoyed the win hope you enjoyed the game any parting words Sinead, as always please just keep up. an
0: eye on the socials for stuff during the international break like we have a few um side stuff plans so yeah just keep an eye out we'll be announcing it uh shortly shout out to memento maddenismo our partners on um uh, Reina's Blanca's podcast, check them out. Um, they cover the femenino team alongside us. Um, check out Real Madrid committee. Link is in the description. There are partners on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Top of the league, very good position to go into an international break. Nothing, nothing more to ask for, honestly. Hala Madrid. Hala Madrid. See you soon, guys. Bye bye.